That was a shooting gallery up there. I could hear the tremble in his voice. She suffered a fairly severe beating, and the, the video is, is pretty graphic. Justice for us seems almost impossible. It's not fun to watch somebody die, and they knew she was in mortal peril. They have not asked the hard questions. Why was the Capitol intentionally unsecure that day? The FBI had information about security concerns before January 6th. They're out for blood, and they're getting it. They appear to be winning. Were the actions of the Capitol Police out of line? Were there violations and use of force? Now I describe it as an inside job. I'm ready to do whatever God calls me. Wow. Big announcement today. Uh, opportunity to watch the documentary that you just saw for free today only. And uh, we want to dig into this topic just a little bit and uh we can't do any better than having the lead investigative journalist from Epic Times, Joe Hanneman, here to break it down for us. Yay! Welcome! Joe, welcome to the Flavor Conservative Podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, we get, I just want to jump right in with the first question, you know, here. You've, you've spent, I'm sure, countless hours on, on your end watching footage, looking at every angle, reading police reports, uh, listening to personal testimony, watching this thing unfold uh, in the public, in the news. You see headlines as you're walking through grocery store aisles and things yourself. With everything that you've taken in, what do you think uh, is is the most advantageous angle for people to watch this documentary? Why is there a reason for another piece of information to come out about January 6th? Well, really, the, the biggest reason is most of the information in it they will not have heard before. I mean, there's a pretty good chance that they will not have seen most of this video. Uh, they may not even know about uh, backgrounds of some of the people that, that died that day. Um, and, you know, that's really was the main motivation while we were covering January 6th, especially this past spring uh, with the trial starting. And just there was just a whole lot going on. And we were doing investigations of, of some of the deaths and looking into things more and, and realized the more we dug, the more questions that popped up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in talking to uh, to readers and the feedback that we realize that people, even our own subscribers, don't fully uh, understand uh, the information that's out there. So I, the, the thought was to put this in a, in a dramatic package and, and pull it all together so people can sit down and, and really get a sense of the story that they haven't heard. And that is so good. You know, there is a lot of misinformation out there about how many people actually passed away that day that were protesters, how many were um, were police officers. Can you just give us that information right now? How many protesters actually passed away? How many police officers actually passed away that day? Yeah, on January 6th, uh, four people died. They were all Donald Trump supporters. Um, on the uh, On the 7th, a police officer, Brian Sicknick, uh, he died uh, of natural causes uh, in the early stories in a lot of the corporate media, uh, carried a ridiculous claim that he had been assaulted with a fire extinguisher, and that was what led to his death. But the medical examiner uh, said that it was, it was natural causes. He had either a stroke or a series of strokes, um, and it was not something that was related to you know, an alleged attack with a uh, with a fire extinguisher. So he he died on the seventh, 
yet you still see people bringing this up. In fact, it ha happened last night at the uh, January 6th committee hearings that talk about uh, police officers being killed by by rioters. And there's, there's just simply no truth to that. Uh, so the, the four people who died on January 6th included Ashley Babbitt, who was shot by uh, Lieutenant Michael Byrd in the the hallway outside the speaker's lobby uh, near the house and uh, Roseanne Boyland uh, who was trapped when the police uh, used a, a, uh, a gas on the crowd in a tunnel, very enclosed space. And it, it sucked all the oxygen out of the air and caused a panic. And she got trapped under the, uh, under the, the crowd trying to get out. And by the time, uh, they pulled the people off of her. She she was lifeless. She did not have a pulse. She was not breathing, uh, and you know the people around her were not having any success getting the police to to stop pushing people out on top of her. Uh, and and her her story is is very tragic. And then we have two, two gentlemen who died in the vicinity of some of the munitions that were thrown into the crowd. You know these flashbangs or, mm -hmm. or dispersion grenades, mm -hmm. and uh, you know we we don't know, and I don't know that it is knowable that that was a cause. But considering how quickly they both uh, they both succumbed uh, after experiencing those concussions, you know, it's natural to ask, was that an aggravating factor, a precipitating factor? Uh, both of them ha had a history of heart disease. So, you know, there, there's no way to, there's no way to say that, but it, you know, it, it, it begs the question that if, if the, those munitions had not been used, uh, would those fellows still have had those attacks? Uh, so, you know, certainly all, all tragedies, but uh, when they describe January 6th as a deadly insurrection, uh, it, you know, that that's very misleading on both counts. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, Absolutely. Whether it's an, in, you know, an insurrection is, is a, not a term. Uh, I, I don't think the evidence would support that in any way. Uh, and, uh, you know, deadly, well, it was deadly for the people who follow and support President Trump. Uh, but, it, you know, there, there, there were no uh, deadly attacks on police. There were there were assaults, no doubt about it. But uh, in terms of, uh, you know, anything that was that was life threatening, absolutely not. Uh, I love the way you guys call balls and strikes with with your publications, with your reporting, with your the, the previous documentaries, even on the pandemic. Um, we have a, a screenshot that we got. Uh, we took during the viewing of it our, ourselves. I want to bring that up in just a moment, but I want to make sure uh, specifically about the moment uh, with Ashley Babbitt, uh, uh, her situation where she was when she got shot. Uh, but but people can find you and continue to follow you on Epic Joe, E-P-O-C-H-J-O-E, Epic Joe on Truth Social. Mm -hmm. Um the continuing, you know, as this is going to continue to unfold, they're going to want to see, you know, what you what you have there. They can find this documentary by going to Epic tv.com epochtv.com mm -hmm. and and they can watch today. this for free today. I encourage you to do it. Take advantage mm -hmm. of this opportunity to watch this today. Share it, get get a hold of your friends, have them watch this. This is different than anything that we've seen so far about mm -hmm. this. The uh, the and some of the highest quality interviews with with uh 
people on all sides. You have a, a experts and and witnesses and and people that do an incredible job, and they, you're going to want to see this. If you uh, miss it today, I think if I'm not mistaken, if I understood, I kind of read the the fine print. It's four ninety nine for subscribers of Epic Times. After that, and and then uh, if you're not a subscriber, which I can't imagine not being a subscriber, but it's nineteen. That's right, ninety nine uh, on that. Um, and, and just so you know, like there is a special that we have, but because you're part of the Flyover family, if you go go to flyover.news, you can actually get it for a dollar for your very first month and then discount it after that when you use the promo code FLYOVER. So that's an incredible deal. Yep. Flyover News, flyover.news, then use promo code FLYOVER. Yep, can't beat that. No, no, it's a great it's, it's, deal. We, we were joking before, mm-hmm. our whole team, the only notification that we have on our phones is Epic Times to That's pop right. up because you got to know what's going on. Now, we we screenshotted this during this. Uh, it's an interesting thing, and it just jumped out at me. Ashley Babbitt uh, was, was shot, and you kind of explained that scenario. But there was a crowd of people at that doorway at that moment, and it's impossible to look at that scenario and not realize – what a large percentage of the aggravators in that in that hallway at that doorway were members of the FBI or informants of the FBI or part of an operation. Um, th- there's a lot of speculation with that. Ray Epps. There's a, a, a lot of things about this that just smell funny. Why would this be? And what's your what's your comment on this screenshot? Well, what we uh, described these folks as in, in the film is suspicious actors and material witnesses, which is which is how uh, some of the defense attorneys who are investigating this, uh, they use that terminology. Um, but in the hallway where Ashley was shot, the, the, the people who have not been identified, have not been charged, have not been arrested, uh, and many of them, uh, we have no idea who they are. Uh, they have a hashtag. That was assigned to them by sedition hunters. You know, a lot of those kind of poke fun at people uh, in a somewhat good-natured way, but not always. Uh, so they've got a hashtag assigned to them. Uh, some of them have an FBI number that they're on the most wanted site. Yet after 18 months, they haven't been identified. Which uh, you know, if you know the technology that they they used in, in some of these cases to find people with facial recognition uh, and searching with the Department of Transportation databases to, to find people. Uh, the, the notion that, that they don't know who these people are um, is, is a bit difficult to believe. But um, for, for that many unidentified people, mm-hmm. unindicted people in one room where there was a fatality, uh, it, you know, the, the odds of that would, would strike me as being infinitesimal, I think is the word I used in the film. Mm -hmm. Um, and we are trying to identify more of these folks because what, you know, what we want to do is be able to answer the question, uh, first of all, what did you see and how did you end up there? And were you aware that the people around you, like you, had not been identified, not been charged? And, and quite frankly, were you sent there? Were you sent there to be, be in that hallway for some particular reason? Uh, Lord only knows why. But, you know, just the fact that they were there, uh, it just it raises a lot of questions. Uh, and, and this was not the only site uh, on the east side of the Capitol where the Columbus doors are located. It's kind of the ceremonial front door of the Capitol. These uh, 17 foot 
high bronze doors that weigh 20,000 pounds. Uh, the stairway down below that, when there was a breach of the police line, and it probably the closest thing to a, to a storming occurred with the crowd once the police line was breached because people were kind of jogging up the steps towards those doors. Uh, but the breach occurred, and the folks, most of them, if not all of them that made that initial breach, were all people who are still unidentified, unindicted, uncharged, uh, and they're just hashtag people. Mm-hmm. And one of the defense attorneys, Brad Geyer, who's been investigating this, uh, is trying to identify them. Uh, and, and the issue for them is if, if any of this was staged, I mean, if, if these people were put there to breach a police line or whatever the case was, uh, that raises a huge exculpatory issue mm-hmm. for any defendant that was charged with going in those doors uh, because, you know, that. A lot of them are looking at potential for being entrapped. Uh, if you were enticed to go in there and then arrested, uh, was that entrapment? Uh, I think you will see that defense offered in some of these cases. But um, so between what we've identified and, and Attorney Geyer, you know, there's more than 100 people who uh, are, are either suspicious actors or at least material witnesses who who saw things and yet you know, have not been interviewed that we know of. Uh, and we, we hope to learn more about them. And that's one of the things we're going to continue working on. There so are so good. many revelations in this mm-hmm. documentary. You've got to go watch this today. You got to share this episode with people, you know, would be interested in this content. That's exactly right. So go to epictv.com. Joe, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate and, it. And thank you for your work. Thank you for your work and the way that you guys uphold honesty yes. and are real journalists, a rare thing today. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I was asking God through prayer, seeking a good news source. I believe he showed me the epic times. I delivered the mail and came across an issue. The front page intrigued me and I subscribed. Now I cut out articles and give them to friends and family. I leave old issues at the library and around my community. We read it to our kids and love the positive messages in each article. So why do I think everyone should read the Epic Times? Because they're bringing back traditional values to this great country. We are so excited about this opportunity to be able to partner with Epic Times. We've personally been subscribers for years, and it's the only app that's notifications are turned on for both of our phones. (laughs) We want the truth, and we want it from a source that's not bought out and being paid for by the Mockingbird Media. So you can go to flyover.news and when you use promo code flyover, you get your very first month for $1. Amazing deal. Again, go to flyover.news today. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.